So hello, welcome to my podcast, I'm a Mum, Fix My Life. I'm Antonia Jones, and I'm joined today by mum of two, Claire Cole, who created Movement for Mums to help all mums boost their moods through fitness to squeeze into their busy lives. As seen on Channel 4, Movement for Mums is a live stream free home workout anyone can do and no equipment is necessary. Welcome, Claire. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So Claire, tell us more about your journey to keep mums looking good and feeling amazing as you are. So I've got two children and um, my kind of history with mental health goes all the way back to my 20s. And I was agoraphobic when I was in my early 20s and I didn't leave the house for about three months. And I was quite an unhealthy person. I smoked 40 a day. And then when I gave that up in my late 20s and I tried to find a natural high and I found exercise and it played a really big part of my healing journey. And as I went into my 30s and I had both my children with my firstborn, who's seven now, I had really bad postnatal depression on the verge of postnatal psychosis. And again, um, what really helped me and some of the healing was through exercise and through fitness. So a little bit later on, um, I had my second son and I went back to work when he was six months old. And I went to work at an investment bank and there was literally no support for me whatsoever. There was no support mentally, there was no support physically. And at that moment, I was holding down you know, a full-time job. I had very young children, a six-month-old baby. And I realized that actually there's no time for me. I'm juggling the kids' demands, the boss's demands, the husband's demands. My mental health is starting to kind of take a battering again. And what I need is I need somehow an outlet. I don't really have a lot of time. I don't have a lot of time to go to the gym. But I really enjoyed working out. And so for me, exercise became really important for my mental health. And so it was more less than aesthetic because I think that as soon as you start moving your body a bit more, you start to get the aesthetics that you want. So you start to feel better anyway. And that bit comes as a byproduct for me because I've always really focused on exercise purely just to boost my mood and to help me through all of these tough times in my life. And so three or four years ago, Movement for Mums was born in my head and I tried to start it and I set it up and I, you know, registered all the domains about three years ago and I just couldn't do it. I couldn't, I just couldn't carve the time out for it. It was always, you know, I was so frustrated all the time because I was working and young kids and I just couldn't do it. So back probably around about October last year, I said to my husband, it's now or never, you know, it's believing me or, or, or you know what, it's divorce. Uh, that's it because either I have to have a go at this and I have to go and follow my dreams with it and you have to support me or I'm just going to be really miserable and I have to let it go because I can't keep trying to do something that I actually just can't do. And that was it. He was like, fine, go and do it. And so I gave up my job and um, I launched it. And I launched a live streamed um, platform for fitness on my website back in about November. And then coronavirus hit. So I was quite unique last year because I always thought there was a time and space for mums to need a home workout that doesn't need any space or equipment. And it was all quite unique. And then, of course, we've got coronavirus. And every, t- every time you turn a corner, there's a live workout, which is amazing because what it's done is it's opened up that whole home workout market. And I don't know whether we will return to fitness in the same way in commercial gyms and in the way in studios that we have done previously. I think it's completely changed the way now what we do and how we live our lives. And so that's been really interesting. But primarily, like my first focus is always mental health and it's always about well-being and it's always about thinking about fitness rather than thinking about a HIIT class because I'm going to tell you a little secret. (laughs) Although I I teach HIIT once a week, I don't like it. Um, I dread it. 
And so I'm like, oh God, but when I do it, I feel amazing. I'm like, yay, I just taught a hip class. But I like movements. I like to think about fitness as movement. So moving our bodies and any movement counts and all movement is equal because then I don't have to feel bad or guilty if I don't do the hip class, if I've done something else which constitutes as movement. So that's kind of my ethos and that's where the whole thing was born really. I totally agree with you because with there's certain exercises that I don't like. So I'm definitely going to ask you about the mummy burpees. Uh, <laughs> the and I've noticed that you're up really early in the mornings from 6.30 around 7 o'clock. I noticed yeah. that morning as well with your free live stream workout. So that is just so inspiring to know. And I um, kind of felt inspired as well after posting online early this morning. I just got up and started my workout soon after. So it's, it's, it's really good because it's, it's good for the mind, body and soul. And as you say, um, seeing as we're in this pandemic, it brings me on to this um, part of the questioning um, regarding how mums can actually cope during this period. Um, so I'm quite inspired by your website and what the initiative that you have and so putting together the knowledge that we both have um, I know that there's some burning questions that some mums would like to ask and I'm sure they will be a real mood boost during this pandemic and for this special edition of the COVID-19 podcast so firstly what are the main issues that mums have been in contact with you about following the COVID-19 pandemic? So I think I'm going to switch to, um, I'm just going to switch onto some slides and um, I've got a couple of top questions, which I'm often asked. Um, So let me, let me share my screen. And so I always think that um, when we feel stressed and we feel anxious, it affects our brain, but it's actually in our body that we feel the pain. And often stress for me and anxiety has always manifested it somehow in my body. So I always like to think about things as little and often. So that's my main philosophy. So it's something little that you can do that you can fit into your life that makes you feel good. Um, as something which um, is important for your mind and something which, you know, you can fit in. We're busy. We all have busy lives. We still have busy lives in lockdown. If anything, our lives, I think, are busier with what we're trying to juggle at home because we're not used to. For a lot of us mums, we're not used to being a family seven days a week. And I know it sounds a bit sad to say that, but we're not. We're used to being a family two days a week because most of us, a part of our family works or there is schooling for our kids, or there are nurseries. And so now that pressure is on us to have to kind of hold everything down, um, we've almost become busier. So I tend to find that people ask these top three questions. So how do I feel motivated to exercise from home? Um, What exercise can I do without any space or equipment? And what exercise works? Because no matter where you turn on social media, there is a live workout on every corner. (laughs) or a class isn't there and sometimes you can be a bit bamboozled and you can think well actually I don't know what's going to work for me I know that I don't want to run or I don't like this or I don't like that but I don't know that I kind of you know what I do like and so I'd really encourage everyone while we've got so many free options out there at the moment they probably won't be free forever on all these different sites but why not go and try lots of different things and see what it is that you like I had a mum literally um, send me a message on Instagram just before this call today and she said I did one of your classes a while ago she said you really inspired me to go and find some movement that I like and she said I found skipping and I do now do something called jump rope and I was like wow that's amazing isn't it that you've now gone and tried something and you found something and then you like it and so I'm really pleased when people tell me that so um I think motivation is probably the hardest 
Yes. I think with everything going on at home, and I will put chores and, you know, the to-do list always before myself because I feel like I almost can't relax until I've got through some of that stuff or I can't treat myself to some me time. And that's not the way to be, is it? I should be able to treat myself to some me time, regardless of whether I've got through the day's kind of, you know, chore list and uh, the homeschooling and everything like that. So what I tend to say is, um, you know, find a point in the day think about your day and think about where you have the most energy now for me that's first thing in the morning so I I wake up and I think let's let's just do this let's get it out of the way because the longer it goes into the day for me the less motivation I have so you've got to find that point in the day that works for you I think lunchtime is often a good point for people to work out because it then gives you the energy you need to get through the afternoon and you don't get that energy slump and what we tend to do is we reach for the sugar in that mid-afternoon slump and actually what we could do is just a little bit of exercise at lunchtime and then we won't need the sugar because we'll get the natural high endorphins. I totally and agree I th- here because I um, was working at an organisation and what was really amazing about the place is that there was an in-house gym. I would go to the gym then have my lunch after and I had so much energy my endorphins were swimming around and I had so much um, kind of inspiration to finish off my work and I felt that I could go home, then relax and enjoy the rest of the day rather yeah. than thinking I've got to finish work at six, get home for seven, cook some food, get everyone all sorted and then go to the gym and be completely yeah. exhausted. Oh, absolutely. And so, and I also like the um, fact that we can try and make it social as well. So we can still make exercise social online because for some of us who like team sports, it's that really nice euphoric feeling, isn't it? Of playing maybe a game or a match or netball or football with someone and actually the feeling of being, yes, you know what, I contributed to that. But I think you can still get that online with live workouts. So what you can do is you can get a group of friends to do a live workout, do the same workout together. You could have a virtual, you know, little kind of Zoom glass of wine afterwards and like, yeah, we did it. You know, we did that workout and you can still get that same feeling because I think it's really important to find ways to motivate yourself. So by doing a live class, you've got a live instructor with you. And I think one of the more powerful things that you can do is when you've actually managed to do some movement or some exercise is write down in your phone one word, how it made you feel. Um, Because then next time when you think, oh, I should do this and you go back to that word, it reminds you of that feeling because you know, the endorphins that are generated from exercise last about 24 hours. So you do need sometimes the little reminder to think, oh, you know what, I did make me feel really good and I'm going to go and do that again. So that tends to be quite a powerful trick. And it's a one second exercise of writing that word down, how you feel. I do that on a Friday morning when I teach HIT. I kind of teach at nine, which is a bit late for me in the morning because I'm such a morning person. And I really feel myself thinking, oh my God, I really don't fancy it. And then I look at the word in my phone. I'm like, you know what, when I I teach that class and and I know that I'm making other people feel great and I feel great at the end of it, I'm going to be euphoric. But sometimes I need that push as well because it's not something that hit doesn't come naturally to me. So I think think that's a really, really quick, easy way of motivating yourself. And then you talk about the, the endorphins. I did not realize that they last for 24 hours because yeah. I went yesterday and um, I was so, um, I, was, I had so much energy for up until 12 midnight and I, I just decided to clean the house and I still wow. couldn't sleep until one o'clock <laughs> in the morning. So you're right, actually. That's good to know because if you are feeling low or you have any anxiety, at least you know that then endorphins are, kicking around your system but yeah 
I think if you're an anxious person, just think about, you think about HIIT training, because I think we all think we need to do some form of like raise our heart rate. But when you're anxious, your heart rate tends to be a little bit elevated anyway. So I would suggest that if you're suffering with anxiety, you probably don't want the really high impact exercise because that might make you feel a little bit more panicked, a little bit that heart rate racing might not help your anxiety. I would suggest that you do something maybe a little bit kind of more calmer. Um, and you can still do lots of different workouts without having to really go for that, you know, really high impact. And I think um, the, the nice thing about kind of being at home in some ways is it makes us more inventive. Now, I don't have a lot of space. I've just moved house in lockdown um, and I don't really want to buy lots of equipment. So people often say, well, I haven't got any equipment. And I haven't got any space. And I always say you have got equipment. You've got arms and legs. The majority of us have arms and legs. And, you know, that's our equipment. And if you don't have space, well, can you just, you know, kick one arm out and one leg out? You need the space of what the length of your body is, and that's it. And you don't need anything else. But if people really want some equipment, I always think resistance bands are great because when they fit in your handbag, they can go in a kitchen drawer. They're not a piece of equipment that costs more than a few pounds. And you can buy a pack of three on Amazon, and they're lots of different levels with those three bands and so I think don't worry about not having equipment or space because all of my workouts since you know November when I launched every day I do a body weight workout that requires no equipment or space and I do a different workout every single day I haven't repeated one since November so it just goes to show doesn't it that there is this huge range out there of body weight workouts and if you do want something then get the bands I don't think you need to worry about buying lots of weights and 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 you know kind of medicine balls and things like that just to have a home because often none of us have the space for this stuff and so I just wanted to reassure people that your body can be just as an effective workout on its own I think if you want to become world's strongest man then you need some weights right you know but (laughs) if like most of us I mean what do most of us want we want to be a bit more toned don't we Yes, you we know, did. That, That's I think, amazing. You know, the questions are always from, that I receive are always around things like bingo wings, muffin tops. You know, we've all got we're all girls. We've all got the same problems. We're all worrying about the same bits, and so it's what's effective for those things. And then time, time is such. I have no time now. No time to myself. No time for anything. We've all got so much more going on. I think, like you said, you're cleaning the house at midnight. I mean, I'm not at that level yet, but <laughs> you know, 20 minutes early. That's all you need to do. Put your trainers out and put your leggings out the night before. Just get up and put them on. You don't need to eat. You don't need to clean your teeth. Nobody can see you. Um, you. You just make it really, really easy, but schedule it in. So when you think about the week's schedule, because we've all still got some form of routine at the moment, particularly if we're working from home, um, think about where you can schedule the exercise in. So think about where do I feel motivated? When do I've got? When have I got my energy? if I don't feel motivated, and at what points can I pop it in? And can I do three 20-minute blocks in a week somewhere? Physically diarise it. And if you've got kids, get them involved. Now, it might be they're little and they're still in a buggy. Well, you can run with a buggy. Um, it might be they're a bit older and they're on scooters. And you can, again, you can, I mean, I'm not a big fan of running, but I can run alongside the kids with a scooter or I can cycle next to them. So there are, and there are lots of games that you can play when you're out and you're trying to exercise. I get mine to run to the nearest tree or I get the street, run to the third lamppost and you sprint to it. And that's almost a bit of interval training, isn't it? When you use the lamppost. So there's lots of inventive ways that you can use what's out there to actually just get a bit more movement into your even uphill as well, like as you say, you've yeah. got to go uphill, downhill. Some parks that have the equipment as well, um, so families can make use of that. Lots yeah, of absolutely. So 
those are the, those are the really kind of burning questions that everyone has at the moment around exercise. And I think from a mental health perspective, I think we all feel better when we get outside. The weather's so beautiful at the moment. Um, and I think we all feel good when we start to move around. So if you are working and, you know, some people are still at their desks eight, nine hours at home, why don't you set the alarm every hour on your phone and just stand up and do 10 body weight squats? That's it. Every hour. Why don't you, when you need the loo, if you've got a house, why don't you go to the furthest loo? Why don't you do four four times up and down the stairs before you get to the loo or after? You know, what if you've got a baby and you're changing a nappy? Can you put the nappies in the furthest point of the house? Because we've lost that daily 10,000 steps that we probably were doing. And I've read a really good article in a magazine that said, why don't you still do your, your commute? So if you're somebody who walks to a tube station or a bus stop or a train stop, why don't you get up at that and get out of the house at that normal time if you can? Do that walk. Obviously, you're not getting on the on the transport and then walk back again. I thought, what a brilliant way that is. Yes, I think I, I used to get on the train, um, drive to the station, get on the train or walk to the station, then get on the train. And then I've noticed I spent a whole hour walking around. That was an hour to work and an hour back home. So those yeah. steps have obviously stopped. So it does make up the time every 15 minutes here and there, walking through the tube stations, yeah. running to catch a train as well. It does. <laughs> It does. And we've lost that, haven't we? Because we're all in the home all, all day. So we've just got to find little ways and not walking to the kitchen because that's another one is I get that question like how to stay out of the snack covers. So I've got kitchen I've got kitchen hours in my house. You eat breakfast between seven and eight, you get a snack at ten, lunch is twelve till one, snack at three, and dinner is between five and six and the kids. And there's nothing in between. So you need to eat in those times because it's banned in between because otherwise I'm in there as well and I'm grazing and I'm the one doing the food order so then I'm like oh yeah fancy that or fancy this you know and getting the nicer food in the weather's getting better and there's a few barbecues and the wine is flowing a bit more you know I've got through the day yes you know can you have a few alcohol free days can you I always took my lunch to work every day to get to work why have I stopped making it you know, if you're somebody who made your lunch, why don't you just make your lunches again the night before or on a Sunday, whenever you did it previously, pack them up in, in the fridge and put them in the fridge. They're made then, aren't they? So we seem to have got out of some of the healthy habits maybe that we had in our normal day-to-day lives. But this is the new normal and this is not going away. And so we're going to have to find ways to adapt. And so that's what I'm telling people. When you cook dinner, cut some more vegetables, put them in the pot ready yeah. for the snack day if you have a snack have a fruit or a vegetable with every snack how can we get the balance in and the end of the day it's you know we've we've all probably felt at some point it's quite miserable in lockdown well then you know what eat something drink something that makes you feel good because it's all balance isn't it and you're right that a lot of um, people um, and a lot of us have been overeating and I know that I was overeating for the first two weeks and I was like no I need to get this regime going because the stomach muscle started to loosen slightly so um, in terms of the different meals as well during this pandemic you're right um, to have that packed lunch and I've started to experiment yeah. a bit more with my vegetables now yeah um, so as you say I do love the idea of shutting the kitchen it's a bit like a cafe so happy yeah. set times so that that is amazing <laughs> yeah because otherwise I did I was I was only in the kitchen the kids were just demanding snacks all the time and I was constantly feeding them and I was just like this is ridiculous I cannot spend my whole day in the kitchen and yeah. then as soon as I can sit down do some work or some homeschooling somebody needs their bum wiped or something like that and it's just like I, I literally was just like I've had enough I need I need some routine in my day I need some schedule and and otherwise yeah they drive you crazy so that's it and also I'm snacking I'm like why am I snacking I don't normally snack at this time what's snack happening it. 
it's comfort as well feeling that yeah. food is there so I did put out a post a few weeks ago um about me in the fridge I need to quarantine or social distance myself yeah, the my fridge. Fridge. <laughs> 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 quite a few votes actually that came in and a lot of people agreed with me as well so yes <laughs> we're all, you know what we're all we're all suffering the same way and you know even even I haven't overly hated lockdown I think what it's done is it's taken me off that hamster wheel of life a little bit and I don't mind that so I don't mind not feeling the pressure to always have to do something and lead an exciting life and be the have that Instagram veneer I actually don't mind being at home being with my kids and playing a game of Monopoly or something like that and that's, that's quite nice <laughs> you know what I like I like the fact that it's made us you know ha- question a little bit or made me question why I'm constantly having to sign my kids up for activities on the weekend just because everybody else does and so I like that element of it but then there are other elements of it that are really tough because we're all kind of you know you're all kind of hemmed in together all the time aren't you and so um you know you're kind of your probably your patience is not where it was and your tolerance of things and and there's no real you know end in sight to go back to a normal life so again we're adapting aren't we so it's adapting our movement it's adapting some of maybe our eating patterns that maybe we've developed some naughty ones in lockdown <laughs> and it's trying to find the new normal and it's trying to find the new normal for us and what fits with our lifestyle what's achievable and what makes us feel good because there's you know if someone tries to take away my dirty friday night curry and my wine then i'm really going to be unhappy so <laughs> True. I've got to maintain that because that's my structure. So that's my look forward to on a Friday night. And so I'm still going to do it. And so I think it's important to have those nice bits that you look forward to. And it can't all be doom and gloom. And I think that's where, you know, try not to get stressed by your workout. If you think you're going to do a hit class at seven tomorrow and you wake up and you don't have the energy, don't do it. Just do 20 minutes of stretching. Because when you think about all movement is equal, it doesn't matter what movement that you do. So we all get stuck in that cycle of kind of euphoria and guilt. And what I mean by that is that we do the class and we feel amazing. And it's like, yes, but then we don't do it for another week. And then we get the guilt and then the guilt kicks in and then we feel bad and we actually feel worse because we haven't then gone back and done that class again. But if you just did 10, 15 minutes or 20 minutes every day, of some form of movement, well, you know what? You didn't need that class. And so then you don't need the guilt. So then you don't get those big highs of euphoria and those big lows of kind of feeling bad. And so I always tend to say, don't, yeah, don't get stressed by your workout. So don't make it a workout. Just make it something that you like. Because that way then you still get the mental health benefits. And, um, you know, scientists believe that we are much better able to make decisions throughout the day when we do some exercise. We, our grey matter um, is improved. And so it staves off things like dementia later in life. And we, you know, we almost just get out of our head, don't we, and out of our mind. When you do something physical, you leave your mind behind. And that's the nice thing about exercise and movement is that you're leaving all of those stresses behind. And so naturally, you are giving yourself a break. It's almost like giving your mind a little bit of a mini break and a bit of a rest. Because how often do we put our phones down or turn the TV off? And how often do we just sit and do nothing? We don't, do we? And so at least exercise gives our mind that that rest that it needs from just constantly kind of being on that wheel of going, always clicking through the to-do list next what's next what's next what's next i've done the washing i've done this i've done that but actually when i work out i don't think about any of those things and so i I totally agree there's no time whatsoever and then you touched on the part about feeling guilty because i feel so guilty so i feel um more at ease now with your um words just of comfort to me actually stretching 
spare 15 minutes. And there's sometimes, especially when we have our um, monthly cycle, or sometimes um, we may feel unwell and you want to work out, but it's just the fact of spending a bit of time. It's good for the mind, body and the soul, so, so to speak. So um, it helps me to feel um, better knowing that I've done something, but that guilt now is gone. I won't ever think in that way again. <laughs> okay to not do something and so a lot of people have asked me I said oh, I don't really it didn't really go to the gym I didn't really do classes but now I feel like I should be doing something because there's so much of this stuff out there and I'm like well you know what you've just got to do what makes you feel good and what you're comfortable with so don't suddenly try and work out and do a class every single day of the week just find little pockets that you know it works for you and don't feel guilty if you don't want to do all the classes that your friends are doing and maybe you just want a Disney dance off in the kitchen and you want to put a really nice great song on in our house my son's called Taylor and he really likes Taylor Swift and so it's um, Shake It Off is on all the time oh yeah I feel like that song so, favorite and so then we dance to that and then isn't that a great mood booster those endorphins are lifted when you're just dancing to kind of you know shake it up or whatever the song is so there are lots of things that you can do like that that are still movement which don't have to be physically in an actual fitness class yeah Um, and and that's right I do have my um like a mini gym so I've been gradually picking up bits and we have been buying bits along the way in this household. So we have a bike, we have to wait. But then I was speaking to someone a few weeks back and they said they had a bag of rice and she was saying to her husband, can you stop throwing the bag of rice around because we'll lose the rice. And that's yeah. it. <laughs> this is what I say to people you know you've got water bottles right most of us have got kind of like plastic bottles or water you know we can fill them with water and and then that can be a weight you know you don't have to have equipment cans of beans um anything that you've got lying around the house can constitute and you can offer you can always upgrade and you there is always something heavier that you can find that you could use as a weight but if you want to but I think from a toning perspective you can still do that with body weight um, particularly when you're using when you're doing exercises which use lots of different muscle groups so things like squats and sumo squats um, and their planks so that they use you know upper body core and your lower body all at the same time and you're having to kind of really stabilize your body and your core there's lots of things that you can do without having to worry about using too much equipment and so I just want to reassure people that if you don't have it don't worry you can still get results. You can still become toned. I don't like to talk about band words. Band words are fat and weight loss. Yeah, they are. They're fat loss and they're weight loss because yeah. I think the industry feeds on fear and failure. So you've tried this diet. Actually, why don't you try this one? Because that one failed for you. And it's constantly ping-ponging people from one to the next. So if we start to work out and to feel good and move for our mental health, then we stop worrying about those things and actually they are a byproduct because the more you move the more your body then starts to kind of shape itself in that way and so ultimately you then don't need to worry so much about you know taking on fasting and and there is a place for all of this stuff in our lives and I know that fasting works really well for lots of people I'm somebody who has to eat every like hour otherwise they might mess be around so that would never work for me but and um, it's finding what works for you and so I just want to take the emphasis off that fear and failure off people and actually just make them feel good and I think that's my movement from my spawn and also becoming different shapes and sizes as well and that's one thing with um looking at online social media as well um you can look at a picture and think oh no I I wish I looked like that but then it's just the fact that we have to accept that we have to love our skin that we're in 
and everyone um, loses weight or tones in a different way. And um, what, as you say, what works for you, eating the right foods, it's about having that balanced diet. Now, we're talking about being healthy, but we can't, you know, eat loads of chocolate cake or whatever it is. Our metabolism yeah. is completely different. So balance, and, and that's key, yeah. really. I totally agree. So on, on to the next point. Um, I've, I don't know if it's me, but I've noticed so many pregnant women um, yeah. um like I, I think it's, it's a bit like you see one person then you see another person and and for me as well um we were talking about this prior um a lot of women will be expecting due to give birth or have just found out they're due to um have a child um in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic so what can they do to prepare and lessen their anxiety at this time so I think that having a baby is always something that we're always going to feel anxious about. So I think having had two, my top tip is, um, this is the only time I think in my life where my body has taken over my mind. You, my body absolutely knew what to do when I had both of my children. Your body will know exactly what to do as well because it's just, for some reason, it's just ingrained into us. And so I think trust the healthcare professionals because the NHS are phenomenal. Look what they've done for us with the COVID crisis. And so they are there yes. to help and protect you and to keep you safe. And so put all of your trust into those professionals that are there to kind of look after you. Um, it is naturally an anxious time. And so what can we do? So we can think about probably um, just how we're kind of our, our day to day. So thinking about if you've got to go into hospital for an appointment, you know, just being very mindful of not eating and drinking in those environments, maybe thinking about, you know, when you are washing your hands, when you are touching things, and just being that little bit extra kind of vigilant with that hygiene, because they tend to be hospitals tend to be if you've got to go for your appointments, they tend to be quite grubby places anyway. Um, but the, the stats tell us that pregnant women, babies, they are not the, the demographic that are being badly affected by COVID. Um, it's definitely those older generations. And so at some point, we're all going to have to start to live a slightly more normal life. And what the government's trying to do is trying to kind of stop the load on the NHS. They're not trying to stop us all from getting it. So I think try not to worry too much about that because um, and I would say breathing is probably the best piece of advice that I could give you is learn to breathe. So really, when you're kind of antenatal teachers and you're NCT and they say, oh, the power of breathing and you just think, give me the drugs. Um, I really wanted all the drugs that man had made, but I was too late. And so I had to use the breathing. Oh. And it was absolutely incredible. So learn to breathe and practice that breathing every single day because it is the biggest painkiller. Um, and you won't believe me until you do it, but it absolutely is. It's incredible to learn how to breathe when you're in labour and through pregnancy. And I wish I'd done it properly the first time and I didn't. I just did it properly the second time. And so, um, and it really changes the way that you think about what your body is about to go through. Um, you get to focus as well, don't you? You're focusing on, yeah. on the moment rather than... Um, I've, I've had been privy to the gas and air, so, um, but it made me very ill after. But um, yeah. at the end of the day, I totally agree yeah. with what you're saying. is breathing helps. Yeah, I thought the breathing gave me a better endorphin hit than the gas and air. I thought I had to suck really hard on it to feel any form of kind of like pain relief. <laughs> no, I didn't use it in the end. And so, yeah, breathing, do look into it because a lot of people offering now at the moment, particularly, you know, learning how to breathe properly and breathing really deeply from our diaphragm. And I think it's just um, one of the best things that you can do. So that's my kind of top tip on this one. 
and also after giving birth as well we touched on exercise for um you know for those who are not expecting but after you give birth as well um, and most mothers may be used to running and what would you suggest as well a few tweaks so I would I'm pre and postnatal qualified and I always say to people let's follow the NHS guidelines so you need to have had and it's a little bit difficult at the moment for obviously midwives to give you that check so you need to have at least gone to eight weeks post baby to be able to start to think about exercising if you've had a normal birth. If you've had anything a little bit kind of different to that, maybe cesarean or maybe you've had some slightly deeper tears or a lot of stitches or any other issues, then I would leave it to post 12 weeks. But I would listen to your body. So I tore my stitches probably around about eight weeks after I had my second one when I was chasing my first one on his scooter when he went near a road. And it wasn't that pleasant. Um, so follow those guidelines but when you get to that point think about your body and think about how it feels now if you were a triathlete before you had a baby then the likelihood is is that you could you're going to get fairly back to that level of fitness fairly quick but if you weren't then I wouldn't suggest that you start anything too high impact so I would stay away from running and stay away from the hit classes and I think more about the alignment of the body and the posture of the body and I think more about um, things like Pilates things like yoga um, to start off with and I would always say if you were doing some exercise in your pregnancy I would start back where you finished in the end of trimester three so I'd go back very gently first of all but I wouldn't put yourself under too much pressure you're going to be tired some some people are breastfeeding some people are it doesn't make a difference you know you're still going to be really tired your body is still going to need to naturally heal and I always say this to people you know what I know we want to lose the baby weight I've been there but it will you will lose it but do not get stressed about it because it is just something that will happen naturally and take your time as you get back into an exercise program. Don't suddenly think, oh, it's the 12 week mark. I can just go help the leather. You know what your body is just being through in some ways a huge trauma, hasn't it? You know, you, yes. you've literally, and you've also, if you're breastfeeding, you'll still have relaxing in your body. And so relaxing is the thing that makes you all kind of super stretchy so that your cervix can open and you can give birth. Well, that's still bombing around your body. So you don't want to overstretch or pull a muscle, which you're likely to do, or any other damage when you've still got lots of relaxing in your body. So just be mindful of that. And with breastfeeding, you can exercise. Um, you know, I had an awful situation in the gym where I had a, a soppy breast pad fall out on the floor in the gym and um, it worked its way out of my kind of sports bra, which is horrible. I had to kind of quickly oh, no. pick it up. <laughs> you know, find a bin and hope nobody had seen it. But just feed before you do some exercise because apparently scientists believe that it does change if you go for a really heavy workout then it, the lactic acid can change the taste of the milk and their babies can be a bit more fussy really but I would say feed beforehand just because it will be uncomfortable if you don't and you'll get halfway through the workout and you'll be like oh my goodness you know my boobs are killing me so I wouldn't worry I would take there's so many pressures on us as mothers um, and everybody has an opinion and I think you just have to find your way with it so I would say follow the guidelines Take it easy. Don't do anything too mentally crazy and do any damage to your body because our pelvic floors are, you know, they'll be delicate beings if you've had a normal birth. And do those pelvic floor exercises. I know they're boring. Um, Try doing them on all fours instead of kind of sitting in a seat. So when we sit in a seat, we tend to clench our bum cheeks. But actually, if we're on the floor on all fours, we can't clench our bum cheeks. So we can actually try and do them properly. And so when someone taught me that, I was like, oh my God, yeah, I wasn't actually doing anything else than clenching my bum cheeks. So um, that's the other thing I would say is do them because the first time I did and the second time I did, and it really did make a difference because you've still got a muscle there that you've got to train. 
Uh, don't forget your pelvic floor is a muscle. So it's important to still kind of keep that training going. Uh, it will thank you for it in the long run. Then also, your um, before we get to the last question, um, what about your mummy burpees? I am so interested in these. So I'm not really big on jumping. So when I had my first son, I was completely incontinent for eight weeks. So and then I had a lot of female physio. And um, after six months, she said to me, um, you know what, you're just going to have to go through the natural healing process. I don't think there's anything I can do for you. So by this point, I'd regained my continence, thank God. Um, but things just didn't never really felt the same. And so I've also I've always been a little bit wary of kind of, and I do teach here, and I am able to jump around and everything now. And this is a few years ago. But so what I did is I thought, you know what, not burpees to me belonging hell, right? I mean, they're just like the, <laughs> the, the most impact. Um, I, I dread them. I dread them. I, yeah, I, there's nothing about a burpee that I like. So I thought, I'm going to make the murphy. I'm going to make the mum burpee. And so without the jump. And so I just um, I put a little video on Instagram and uh, of how to do the murphy and, um, and just how to do it with a bit more of a kind of like less of a jump and a bit more of a step. And people seem to quite like it. It seems to resonate with them. So, yeah, I was making it my own exercises based on my own experiences and based on my own kind of pelvic floor issues. And it's a bit strange as well because it has a strange movement because it's like you're on all fours and then you've got these strange jumps. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of nothing elegant. There's nothing that looks good about a burpee. Um, and so I just, yeah, it's not my favourite at all. But <laughs> if you like them, they're brilliant. But, yeah, if you don't like them, then try the burpee. <laughs> and lastly, how can we find out more about you, Claire? And um, so I've got a free um, online streaming platform. It's open to anyone and it's movementformums.com. That's my website. And all my classes are free and I've got some bonus instructors in there as well. And um, yeah, and hopefully I'll do it for as free as long as I can do all through this pandemic. It feels like the right thing to do to try and help people get some movement into their lives. And I'll keep going with it. The husband calls it an expensive hobby. Um, but at the moment, as I keep pointing out to him, it's very difficult to kind of go back to my corporate life and try and get a corporate role. So I'm going to keep going with movement for months for as long as I can. And hopefully now that I'm established and it's off the ground, it's not something that I'm going to have to kind of give up at any point. So yeah, www www.movementformums.com and you will find all of my catalogue of workouts there as well um, and I'm, I'm daily streaming at 7 30 in the morning but if that's a bit early for you then there's always a replay so it used to stream at 6 10 a.m um, and I had quite a following at 6 10 a.m in all honesty but now that we've got COVID have you not noticed that we're all I'm sleeping in later in the morning even my kids are sleeping in later it's almost like my body clock has completely changed yes. and I know I keep reading in magazines about why is my sleep different and um, why am I sleeping more? Why do I feel more tired in the morning? And I think some of it for me is just mentally, we're not having to get up and out of the house, are we? So there's almost like, I don't know, like a shutter has come down somewhere and, um, and it feels like I just don't have that same, I don't need that same kind of like, you know, kind of, oh my God, I've got to get up now. I can actually stay in bed for 10 And we need that as so well. We do. It's like our life has completely changed and yeah. it's, we, I think that stop, like you take a stop, you take a check of what's going on around you. We're trying to yeah. find ways of manoeuvring um, through this life and how things are and from shopping to, to eating, to exercising, to managing our mental health as well. And so it's, it's just good. You could just assess yourself. I've taken this time to just take a stop of everything that I do. So thanks for joining me, Claire. And I'm really feeling motivated. 100% now. <laughs> so if any advice, mums, there is also a range of, of resources and help, such as the Mind Charity. Claire, if you have any suggestions, let us know as yeah, well. Yeah, so I can do 
like, yeah, I really like Pandas Foundation. So they're a maternal mental health charity. So I'm, um, I really like supporting them and um, the Maternal Mental Health Alliance. And they have lots of links on their sites for help. And not just for mums, but also for other people impacted by maternal mental health issues in your family and how to spot the symptoms. So thank you so much, Claire, for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. That was great.